Teresa, we all want to live well, do good, be happy. But how do we do that in the middle of our regular routine of kids complaining and laundry to fold? How do we live well, do good, be happy with big jobs and full lives? Well, I'm Polly Campbell, and that's what we'll talk about here on Simply Sunny. I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about things we can do to live well, do good, and be happy. And these are practical tips. These are things that even I can do. And if I can do them, I'm telling you what, you can do them too. And uh, before we get into the topic today, I want to say do not turn off this pod. I'll fill you in on what we're going to talk about in just a moment. But it has been a full eight weeks for me. Lots of family celebrations, birthdays. My nephew graduated from high school, so we had several graduation parties. Uh, My daughter, my nephew, my sister, we all had birthdays in there. And as you know from my other episode, we celebrate everything because I think it's important to mark the moments of our lives. But a really noisy couple of months. So, I need to get into some quiet time. This has been a super fun time with lots of exciting stuff going on, but I need my quiet time. In fact, I try to create little pockets of quiet time every day so I can feel regrounded, a little more connected, a little more settled, less reactive, more responsive. I think we all need this time, this moment of silence, the time where we can just be instead of doing be still and attentive. And I definitely need more of it than some people. I I need much more of it than my husband for that matter. He's much more extroverted. But even still, we all need periods of silence. Uh, Periods of silence, which mindfulness expert Marissa Apton calls time for not doing. And those moments are essential to our physical and mental health. In fact, they are so essential to me, and I really think all of us, but I really feel it, that my family actually helps me build them in because they're not crazy people. They know I'm going to be calmer, more responsive, less reactive. In other words, I will be less yelling, screaming, screeching, uh, crazy mom when I have periods of silence or quiet time. Uh, scattered throughout my day or or on the weekend. You know, I need little pockets throughout the day, but a lot of times on Sunday, I'll just be like, all right, I'm going to sit here or in my office or do my meditation or whatever it is just to kind of reboot. It's part of my mental and physical health. So the sound of silence, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Research shows that periods of silence, the so-called quiet time, actually restores our nervous system leads to the development of new brain cells. Thank you very much, Harvard, for a report on the topic. And it rebuilds the brain cells in the, in the regions that are about learning and memory. And I will tell you what, I'm 50. I need all the help I can get with memory brain cells, I've decided. I cannot believe the way things are changing. I think often it's because we're on overload, right? We sit at a desk and we're getting beeps and notifications and the TV's on and, and people are texting. When we take periods of silence, when we have that so-called quiet time, those blocks of not doing can help us manage complex stimulus during the rest of the time. It can help us filter out 
the noise of our environment so that we're more adaptive and responsive when we go back into the office or back into the family room, wherever it is, right? As technology advances and we're all tuned in more often, our world is getting noisier and it's hard for us to even hear ourselves think. That heightens the stress of our lives, that changes our moods, and leaves many of us feeling overwhelmed. So whether you're an extrovert or introvert, research is clear that we all need these moments to take a break from the noise of our lives. And it doesn't have to be loud noise. It doesn't have to be like a rock concert noise or a plane taking off noise. I'm talking about the busyness, the exposure to all the stimulus of our day. People freak out about this, right? When we talk about quiet time, they're like, excuse me, I have 14 kids and I'm working full time and I need to get in a workout and who's going to make different? I do not have time for it. I'll tell you this. If you make time for quiet, if you schedule in those periods of silence, you will be more productive. You will be more attentive. You will be more focused when you come back to doing the things you need to do, right? Doing chores alone, working by yourself, that's not quiet time. What I'm talking about is not doing, like Marissa Afton says, not doing, being in the space. And there are lots of ways of doing it, but I think it's harder for people because uh, we're exposed to so much. We have so many activities and, and devices and things clamoring for our attention. So we've got to be deliberate in how we build in our quiet time, right? Um, and keep in mind, I'm the girl who, even when I go to the bathroom, I have people pounding on my door and I'm in the shower and that seems to be when my daughter needs to talk to me right then, right? So, so I know it's not always easy, but it's essential. And we're going to talk about it here today because I think there are little pieces we can build in throughout the day. And I think when you do it, it's going to be like your walk around the neighborhood or eating more fruits and vegetables. You are going to feel so much better that it's going to be worth building this into your day, right? As we jump into this, I want to talk about meditation. Now here, don't turn me off. Don't turn this off and don't freak out. We don't have to make it all woo-woo. It doesn't even have to be hard. Really, years before I became a regular meditator, it just felt so mysterious and complex. I'm very type A. I had a hard time sitting through an hour and a half movie. You know, the thought of sitting still and meditating just seemed way over the top for me. But we make it too hard and it's really not. If I can do it, you can. And it's something that really helps me tap into my own sense of gratitude and calm and curiosity and peace and kind of helps me balance a little bit as I go into the day. I meditate most of the mornings um, until I don't meditate. It, it, it's not a job. It, has a, it, it doesn't have to be an obligation. Try it. I'm going to give you some suggestions about how to get started on it today. Keep it simple. Try it. If it works for you, if it's something that supports you, do it. If it doesn't, drop it, right? This has got to be practical stuff, tips that we can use in the course of our day to elevate our experience. And if it doesn't work for you, that's cool. Don't do it. Do something that does make you feel better. For meditation, I suggest people start with a 30-day commitment to yourself. Because I think it takes that long to really settle in and uh, not feel so antsy and not feel so crazy and, and also to really get in better meditative shape, you know, get in the habit of it. And then after that, you can decide if it's something uh, you want to continue and improve at and amp up 
or drop or whatever, you know, plan your own schedule around that. So if you're curious about it, give it, give it the 30 day go. It's like getting your muscles in shape at the gym. The first couple of weeks are really hard because we're out of shape. We feel achy and tired, but as we go, those muscles start to grow and build and, and we feel energized by it. I think meditation really works that way. Um, here's how you do it. It's just really about sitting quietly and giving your attention to your thoughts without judging them. You've probably heard a lot about mindfulness meditation. It's, uh, you know, the new age approach, which is really thousands of years old and, and used in many ancient civilizations. <laughs> and, and that's really my approach, mindfulness meditation. But there are a lot of other forms of meditation, transcendental meditation, where you repeat a mantra, you can do a moving meditation, like attentive walking, where you put your attention on each step. Um, there's all sorts of ways to do it. So if you're curious, check out a book, hit online and, and find an approach that might work for you. But I think mindfulness meditation is really the simplest way to get into it. And I think it also, for me, has really been the most beneficial. Mindfulness meditation is about sitting still in a quiet space, no phone, no TV, no kids, right? And noticing your breath, giving attention to your breath. You'll be surprised about how tricky this is because as we put our attention in one focused area, everything else comes crushing in. So you'll take a breath and you'll be, oh, am I meditating? Oh, am I doing? Oh, I'm meditating. Wait, what am I going to cook for dinner? Okay. When's that day? Oh, did I pay that bill? Right? That's how our minds react and work. So this is about taking that out of the process. It's about noticing our breath, noticing the thoughts that come through as we're sitting there in a quiet, and then letting it go, not judging, not holding on to any one thought, because it's those thoughts that create our anxiety and our uptightness and our freak out and my daughter is never going to move out of the house worries, right? It's those thoughts about what if, what if my life does this, what if this happens, what if I, and when we notice our thoughts, they become fairly benign. Most of them aren't even true. They're just ideas we've planted in our house. So with mindful meditation, you don't have to squinch up into a pretzel or anything like that. I sit on my couch in the early morning before anyone's up. I sit with my back straight, my feet on the floor. I have my hands uh, unfolded on my lap. Do it however you want. But the point is to be comfortable and be in an alert state. And I close my eyes. Sometimes people stare at an icon uh, or a candle or a picture of Buddha or Jesus or, you know, a, a flickering candle. I just like to close my eyes and settle in. I'll take a deep breath in through my nose and I'll notice what it feels like coming in. And then I'll release it. Exhale usually through my mouth. Again, doesn't matter. Just notice the process of your breathing. Breathe from your belly, open that diaphragm, and do it. Before you get started, set the timer for five minutes. I suggest you start with five minutes, and then uh, as you go, the second week, maybe go to 10 minutes a session. Um, I meditate about 20 minutes a morning now, and a lot of times I'll sit there and I'll start just like I, I demonstrated a few seconds ago. 
I'd be like, oh, am I med? Is this meditating? Am I me- am I doing it right? Am I doing it? Oh yes, this is it. Okay, meditating. Very relaxed, calm. Notice the breath. Not- Wait a minute. Did I pack her lunch? And all these thoughts will come in. I just breathe them in, like the air, and then I blow them out like they're clouds. I let those thoughts go. Don't make this stressful. You don't have to stress out about whether you're meditating right. Just sit quietly, set the timer, and and do it for whatever time commitment you make and and see what it feels like to you. What really happens a lot of times for me is it, it, it gets me a little distance from the details of my life. The things that cause me feel to feel anxious or upset, they, they kind of go away or I can look at them more objectively and, and realize I don't have to be tied into them all. But I, I can feel quiet and calm and, and more responsive so I can deliberately choose my feelings or my uh, actions instead of reacting from an emotional place. And, and there's acceptance in mindfulness meditation too because with each breath and with each thought that you're noticing, it's non-judgmental acceptance. Don't judge what you're thinking. Just notice and let it go. And that is very calming. We are so judgy. We are so hard on ourselves and other people. And with mindfulness meditation, you simply notice, oh, the rug is brown. Oh, I see that thought coming through and let it go. That ability, as you practice it in the days and the weeks and the months to come, that can leak into other parts of your life. I have a, a, an ability now to come into situations on my best day, not all the time, but to really hear what my daughter's freaking out about or really hear the, the frustration or the concern of my husband or really look at our bank account and, and manage those finances without the same degree of worry I once had. I can hear that coming in, notice the details of those moments, and not pass judgment on it. Just see the facts of the situation. That's acceptance, right? And then I can deal with them because that brings a certain amount of clarity. If we're not all wrapped up in the scary emotions of the moment, we can see what is, and then we can work with it more effectively. I use this all the time uh, when I'm waiting for the doctor. Years ago, I was in a gown in the doctor's office, waiting for him to come in and tell me how I was going to be treated for the melanoma that I'd been diagnosed with. And I, I wasn't super excited about having cancer. I was sitting there alone in the room and cold in the gown. And I was feeling my fear growing. It was like sprouting as I was sitting there. You know, I was in a very safe place in a doctor's office and nothing was going to happen in that moment. I wasn't going to keel over at that time. And I had a lot of support in my life. And yet all these what if thoughts, what if I die? I have a baby at home. Who's going to take care of it? What if, what if, what if? They just started sprouting and I was getting uh, more scared as I was waiting. And so I sat there on the end of the table and, um, felt squiggly and chaotic and restless. And, and I sat at the end of the table and I just started to notice my breath. My breath became deeper and I noticed the thoughts. Oh, there's that. I have melanoma. Oh, there's that thought. I'm going to die. Huh? Notice that thought. Is that even true? And let that go. Instead of passing judgment, I was able to see the situation for what it was. I'm healthy now. It's been 12 years. Thank goodness. But what I'm talking about is when we can pull out and edit those thoughts a little bit by noticing them and accepting 
what we're noticing, accepting the thoughts we have through mindfulness meditation, by giving our attention to our breath and releasing our thoughts, there's a whole lot less worry. Now for me, meditation is squiggly and chaotic and sometimes I'm cussing because I will be doing all calming, meditative, you know, monk-like stuff. And then I will catch myself thinking of the Kardashians, right? Rather than being focused on my breath. I get frustrated with myself. Other times it's very soothing and relaxed. So don't be surprised if you're flipping in and out of your thought patterns. The only point is to notice them and release them. Don't be hard on yourself if you're not doing it right in your mind, right? And, and then when you catch those thoughts, let them go and settle into it and settle down. You know, in that doctor's office, I, I got to a place where I knew I wasn't dying that day. So right then things were good. The info I was getting was just info. It's just information in my life. My life hadn't changed in that moment. I just got some new details and I could deal with whatever came and I did. And uh, it gave me some clarity and some peace that helped me get through that situation um, and make better decisions for myself than I could have from a place of, of fear or panic right meditation is really about that it's about helping us notice our life and move forward in a deliberate more calm better feeling way and when we do it research says you know our heart rates slow our blood pressure drops down we have greater life satisfaction and peace relationships are enhanced because we're not freaking out all the time right so that brings us to the simply start segment today and you know what I'm going to say, just do it. Set a timer on your phone for five minutes. Turn off your phone, turn off the TV, no movement. Find a comfortable place to sit, sit down. Take a few deep breaths from your belly. So you're moving your diaphragm in and out. That's how you know if you're going deep. And then focus on that breath. And notice the thoughts that come and release them, blow them out like a cloud. In the beginning, you might doze off a little, especially me. I do it in the early morning. Uh, in the beginning, when I was becoming, uh, doing more meditation, I would get sleepy. That's okay. That's just a release. You're not doing it wrong. Don't worry about that. You might hear a lot of voices of self-doubt. You might hear something like, this Polly Simply Said podcaster is crazy. I can't believe I'm doing it. Okay, do that too. But trust me on this. When you get in the habit of sitting quiet, of giving non-judgmental attention to your thoughts, you'll have a sense of peace and calm and perspective that can be present in your life no matter what you're doing. And uh, that feels a whole lot better. So give it a try. Give it five minutes this morning and tomorrow morning or right before bed or whenever you take your break. Simply start meditating. And let me know how it goes. You can tweet me at P.L. Campbell. Let me know if you're, if you're willing to try this and how it felt to you. Whether you're meditating or not, creating those moments of quiet time in your day is essential to your health and well-being. It helps us feel better and reground ourselves. So here are some other ways to do it. One thing I do is every time there's a transition in my day, I take a minute. And I mean a minute. Like I, I'm not listening to a podcast. I'm not writing. I'm not paying bills. I'm not doing chores. I take a minute of quiet. So after I uh, record the podcast, I have a, a work call. And there will be a minute in between the transition from the podcast to the work call where I will just take some deep breaths and sit quiet and go forward 
into that call uh, deliberately, mindfully. When uh, I, I do that before breakfast, I do that before my lunch, I do that before I leave if I have an appointment, before I walk out to the car. I also do it when I get in the car, before I start the car. I'll take a pause, take a deep breath, and sit with my hands on the wheel and mark the transition by just taking a minute of pause without any noise. We also know that exposure to the natural environment, going outside makes a huge difference. Go outside, don't turn, don't put on your ear pods, don't have the radio playing, go outside and be quiet. That's a stress reliever. Just being in green space, uh, surrounded by the natural environment can ease our stress. But that silence is restorative um, and it helps our nervous system to function better. And schedule times of non-doing, moments of silence. I have already declared that uh, this weekend, Sunday, is my day. I'm not going to plan anything. Now, I might use my day to work in the yard a little bit. No, who am I kidding? I might use my day to have my husband work in the yard, to try to talk him into working in the yard a little bit. I might use my day to read, I might use my day to work a little bit, but within all of that, there will be at least 10 minutes of non-doing, where I'm just in a quiet space, letting my mind wander, daydream, sitting in the sun, whatever it is for you. When you disconnect and disengage, you actually come back to your life, re-engaged in a more present, attentive way. We all need time to reboot so we can literally hear ourselves think, to process the stimulus, give our brains time to recover and rest. This helps our brain to learn. This helps our memory to work better. I don't want to miss anything. I know you don't either. And I know that I will miss everything that's meaningful if I'm fried and overwhelmed and reactive and angry. I want to get rid of the noise in my life so I can focus on the things that are meaningful. So that brings us to the Simply Nifty segment where I talk about the practices, apps, books, the things I love that I think can help make our lives easier and more fun. So the Simply Nifty segment today is actually kind of a weirdo crazy practice that is one of my favorite things. Um, and that's go wash your hands. Go to the sink and mindfully quietly wash your hands. Now this is a form of doing, but I want to put you in touch with what that mindfulness feels like because I'm, I'm a person who really is pretty good at overthinking almost everything. And mindfulness has been a way to take me out of that. And I think it can work for you too. So go to the sink, using all your senses, wash your hands. Feel the soap come onto your fingers. Notice the sound of the soap container squishing it out, squeaking it out. The sound of the water hitting the sink, splashing off your hands, the smell of the soap, the heat from the warmth of the water, the wetness. Focus only on washing your hands, each part of the process. And I think you'll find that when you're done, you're going to feel more relaxed and curious. And that time you spent washing your hands actually slipped away, right? It's amazing how we get so caught up in our thoughts. And we, when we focus our attention in only one area, how freeing that can be. Think how much you could get done and how relaxed you would feel if you do this in other areas of life. So give it a try and find some other ways to build moments of silence and quiet time into your week this week. Let me know how it goes. You can reach out to me at P.L. Campbell on Twitter or go to my website at www.imperfectspirituality.com. And that's it for today. Polly Campbell simply said thank you for tuning in here. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. Download, review, 
my tech people say that is the way to let others know about the show. And we are having uh, lots of people show up here. So I appreciate it very much. Thank you for tuning in. Now, let's live well, do good, and be happy. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. DC, I host the rock podcast Back to the Arena, the interviews. It's about a 30 minute podcast where I talk one on one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interviews. Electric acid.